is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, week five, episode two, as we start looking ahead to the New York Giants, the first divisional opponent of the 2020 season. And we still, well, we have to. We got to look back a little bit to the Cleveland Browns in a 49 38 loss, the final score this past Sunday, and the Cowboys coming in. At one and three. Glad you're with us on Talking Cowboys on the various streaming platforms or live right now on DallasCowboys.com. I'm Kyle Yeomans in studio with Isaiah Stanback. We've got Heckma Harrison and Rob Phillips as always. And guys, it's uh, you, you still have that disappointment there. It still looms. It's still got the bubble guts, as Heckma likes to say, whenever it comes to the <laughs> the loss this past Sunday, you, you still have that little itch <laughs> oh, that you need to scratch whenever it comes to the Cowboys getting a win. But uh, do you, don't you feel just a little bit better on Tuesday now that uh, it's kind of moved along a little bit here, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Isaiah can can speak to this. There's a, what is it, a 10-minute cooling down period after games where media is not allowed in, in, the, in the locker room. And nobody's allowed in the locker room right now, but it's it's a situation where you you know you just kind of calm down a little bit. And I think we all probably had a chance to go back, watch the tape. Not pretty as as Heckma suggested a minute ago, mm-hmm. but but you see you get a bet you t- kind of put the motions aside and you look at the things that maybe did go well that you could build off of, and you get a clearer picture of what didn't go well, and a lot didn't go well. Uh, but but I think. You know, usually by Tuesday, you kind of take a big picture view of it and say, look, it's four games into the season. You're a half game out of first place, but you got a lot to clean up. Rob, I'm, I'm going to disagree with both of y'all right now. now I'm going to say, you know, I've had a lot of surgeries in my life, unfortunately. And, and when you get out of surgery, you know, because of the medicine they give you, a lot of times you get a little constipated, you know, you get a little constipated. Yeah. So when you, you get a little backed up, right? So uh, right right now, the Cowboys got a little bubble, backup, bubble right? guts. Yeah, you got the bubble guts. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're a little backed up right now. You don't get relief from being backed up until you go out there and you, you let it go. Right. So we got to go out there this week and let it go. All right. And so right now, I'm not feeling any better. <laughs> It's still the same until we go out there and bust these giants in the mouth. We need to get Isaiah some Tums, heck, Mom. (laughs) You know, what a segue. I love it. And there's no better way to come into a show talking about bubble guts and constipation. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, obviously, (laughs) obviously, I'm I'm smiling, but I'm crying inside. I, you know, I've watched this tape for the umpteenth time and it's 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 there and so i'm look we're gonna what we're gonna do is find the silver lining today and we're gonna make it right right because as the great nate newton said we have giants rx coming this this sunday (laughs) i know the title the title the title of today's show should be bubble guts guts or or, or let it go let it go go might be the better one i like that Uh, and, and what heckman's referring to in terms of what Isaiah, or excuse me, what Nate Newton said. He said it on the postgame show on Sunday and said, 
said uh, that, hey, good thing that the, the RX drugstore's coming in, the pharmacy's coming in, yeah. and that's the New, uh, New York Giants, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that all of their that. weaknesses are your strengths, and, the, and vice versa, really, and, and the fact that this could fix mm. a lot of things for the Cowboys. And Ezekiel Elliott even said, in his post-game press conference that they need to find a little bit of confidence early, and I think this is maybe that week to do so where you finally get a little bit of confidence and you're able to roll with it a little bit earlier than what they have done in the first four weeks of the season. But guys, I gave you a homework assignment last night, and I teased this at the end of the show yesterday. Uh, Of course, where the Cowboys are at this very moment, it comes to really where do you point the finger? Where do you point it? At the coaching staff or at the players? And I think yesterday we kind of came to an agreement that it was really at the moment it was to point the fingers at the players. You got to step up. You got to do your job. Cleveland did their job on Sunday. You did not. You did not play complimentary football. So I gave you guys the role of playing general manager. Ooh, I, would like, I would love to be a GM. So I know you would. I think you'd be pretty good at it, too. And I know Rob would be very good at it as well. But th- here's the thing with playing GM. I'm, I'm giving you two acquisitions that you have to, to make. One is uh, a free agency pickup, and it can't be the same as the other three analysts. Also, what would you be willing to trade? We can't talk about other players specifically on other teams for various reasons, but we can talk about what we'd be willing to trade and for what position. So, Isaiah, since you're in studio, we're going to start with you first. Yes. We're going to give you the acquisition first, then we're going to go to Heckma, and then Rob will back things up on the on the, the third side. Is this really a question? Okay. You, you know is, where I'm going with this. This is why I gave it you know, to you. You know exactly where I'm going with this. There's a gentleman by the name of Earlest Thomas. Okay, and he's out there. He's a Hall of Fame caliber player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's all pro. He's an absolute competitor. And you're hearing a lot of stirs in terms of why people don't want him on his team. Listen up, y'all. These are grown men. He's not going to influence grown men if he is this bad guy all of a sudden. Go out there and sure up your secondary in the safety position because we've had a lot of blown plays back there, whether it's miscommunication, whether it's, a, whether it's a, you know a assignment errors. And I think you really handle those issues by going and picking up this free agent back there, somebody who's probably even more – the way I know Earl, he's, he's really angry right now. He mm-hmm. can't wait to hit the field and just go show everybody wrong okay and then whenever it comes to a trade here also by the way uh, fans come in and and, and send us your uh send us your picks and your trade willingness as well but what what position would you want to trade for and what would you be willing to give up I would want to trade for an interior defense alignment. I would want to get I would want to get an absolute dog run stopper at the defense an interior D line position, and I would be willing to give up uh, two to three players that we have uh, at the in the mm-hmm. secondary position because we have an assortment of guys back there, right? Um, and none of them are necessarily, you know. Uh, um, you know, uh, what's the best way of saying this, Rob? Doing the job. Um, none of them, I would say none of them are necessarily dogs right now. I think the guys are going to get better. But I think there's two to three guys that you could probably trade away to add some depth to, to some other teams um, competitively um, to go out there and get one absolute dog on a D-line. So no draft picks there. Rob, do you agree in the standpoint that maybe even another team would be willing to trade for our secondary players? Because I don't know if that's something that uh, other teams might be necessarily interested in. Well, just it would just depend on, uh, you know, what the needs are for other teams. I mean, I, th- I think usually, usually in the NFL, it's involving draft picks, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, I th- they've, they got they, that's what they've done the last few years. My, I think Michael Bennett was a conditional seventh round pick that they they brought him in from New England. Obviously, the Amari trade. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm probably giving away my answer here, but I'm a little hesitant to do that right now. <laughs> yeah. With with my draft picks. I like it. I like it. All right, Heckma, you're up, man. Let's get the, the free agents in the mix here. Now, you know, yesterday when you gave us the homework assignment, I had to give you a call to, to ask you, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to trick us out of spot <laughs> by asking us to play general manager and have all kind of heat on our head? And we know you like being in the principal's office, but we don't. So I thought about this long and hard. And my, my answer is this, man. I, I feel as though, you know, we praise Will McClay and, and what he does in, in the offseason and through the draft and putting mm-hmm. this team together. Uh, we ignore the signs of the pandemic. And I understand, look, I'm not avoiding the question. I'm just saying that when you look at the interviews and you see everything that we're saying from a front office and organizational standpoint, they believe in the guys that they have. Obviously, you want to get other like start. Uh, to having auditions for guys that are out there on the streets. And you know that a Snacks Harrison is out mm. there. I think that's the way to go to start seeing who's there that may be able to help you with some of your interior line problems. But it's still going to be what Isaiah said. It's going to be having to look at the back half of our defense and fix a lot of the problems that we have. And guys, I want to ask you a question. Um, Kyle, do you know a, a gentleman by the name of TJ Kyrie? I do. Have you ever... You do. All mm-hmm. right. Do you know Julian Blackman? Yes. I see where you're going you know with this. Him. All right. So he played. No. So these are guys that are safeties that are on the Indianapolis coach, which is the mm-hmm. number one number, uh, tied with the Steelers right now. But these are guys that are seventh and thir- third round picks that nobody was raving about them or saying their name. Right. But it's because of the way that their defense plays, the takeaways and the turnover di- differential where right now the Cowboys are last in the league. Rob, we've been talking about this a lot. The Cowboys not being able to get turnovers. We saw last night, if you watched Monday night, the easy turnovers that guys were getting, a pick six. When was the last time the Cowboys had an easy pick six? I'll wait. 2017, okay? This was it? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Man. It's been a minute. And so that just that just speaks to some of the, the woes and problems that you've had defensively. Look. Earl Thomas, it wouldn't matter if you had Earl Thomas, Charles Haley, uh, pick a defensive lineman from a great era. If you give up 307 yards running, you're going to get beat, period. So there's the long answer. So, so you said Earl Thomas. That's what you would get? Oh, gosh. Okay. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> no, it was it was a, it was a little piece. It was a little piece in there. And, and Isaiah, I've gone to the school of Isaiah. I've gone to the school of Isaiah Stanback. So what I do is I present present the analysis right first, and then I present my argument, mm. and then I cut you off at whatever else you were going to come back <laughs> and try to rebuttal me with. Oh, that's, that's awesome! And, and, yeah, and really, Hetman, I'm glad you brought up brought that up in the way that you did because one of the reasons we're having this conversation and playing GM is because of the reluctancy of the front office at least to to look outside then yeah. even Stephen Jones said it yesterday on the flagship station 105.3 the fan that it, this is a team that you need to look inward on. Yeah. It, you you built this team in the offseason. You have faith yeah. in the guys that you have. You have to look inward. Sure, that's the, the, the whole point of having a coaching staff. If not, it would just be daily fantasy playing football out there, and you would just have these uh, these acquisitions here and there. However, 
there are some opportunities to go out and make improvements. And I think that's where the conversation and maybe even some of the frustration is for Cowboys fans is the fact that there are players available that could help you immediately. And I think that's something that uh, at least that's one of the big reasons why we're having this conversation because the front office is staying put, at least publicly they're staying put. They may be making those conversations. (laughs) They may be having those phone calls. (laughs) However, whenever you turn things around, there's an opportunity to get better. All right, Rob. Who you got as an acquisition? Can I? Can I just real quick? Can I just re- rebuttal that or yeah. play devil's no, advocate yeah, to what, yeah. the point you just made? Well, because because Jerry was asked about that exact question just now on the fan, and he basically said, if you look at our roster currently constructed, we have gone out and and found veterans to try to help the team. Mm-hmm. Now this was off season, of course. It's not, and I know you guys are talking in season. Uh, but Alden Smith is here. Don Terry Poe is here. Haha Clinton Dix was here. Mm-hmm. Gerald McCoy was here. Uh, they they have gone the veteran route. Now they're not doing it right now, and there could be different reasons for that. You know, money is always involved uh, in, in in bringing in veteran guys. Uh, how much guaranteed money do they want? I'm I'm just speaking in generalities here. Uh, but Jerry kind of spoke to that because of the what their cap situation is going to be going forward. They've got to be careful uh, with the money that they commit. And so maybe that has something to do with it. You know, we've talked about Earl Thomas for, a, a, everybody has for a long time here. <laughs> I, right. I don't know how much off the field is involved there. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's really interesting to me. He's still not found a new team because I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of seg into, segue into your question. I mean, to Isaiah's point, I mean, he's the best free agent out there in terms of accomplishments and probably what he could bring it to a team immediately. Uh, when I look, when I watched the game back yesterday, the thing that jumped out to me the most is is that front four. You know, I, I know Jalen Smith is getting crushed right now publicly for, <laughs> yes. for the, the game he played, but the game, the more I watched it, it reminded me so much of that 2018 game against Indianapolis, like the first time we kind of saw cracks in the run defense with this kind of Cowboys era team. And it was like Isaiah said, you know, they just kind of, you draw it up on a chalkboard, you block here, seal here, and that's what they did. And and they were on the front four so quickly uh, and on Jalen Smith so quickly at times that I think that, that really stood out to me. But there's, you can, you can point to, there's been something wrong in different spots every game the defense has had trouble with. So I, I wouldn't say one thing, but I would say interior rusher. I don't know what Snacks Harrison, where he is in his career. And I think, you know, I think the reports are he's visiting Seattle this week. And obviously the Cowboys haven't gone in that direction. Jerry has been asked about him specifically and said they like the guys up front that they have. Um, but I, I do think maybe finding somebody to help or at least maybe bringing up Neville Gallimore and giving him a shot mm-hmm. to try to seal things up in that front four, I think is really important right now. Cause I think that, that was a, a big issue in the run defense yesterday, at least or Sunday. Hey Rob, when you got an opportunity to watch the tape and, and you saw, like you, you talked about this, Jalen Smith is taking a beating in the media and everyone is down on him talking about getting rid of him, all kinds of things. He doesn't deserve the money, but then you see him trying to, pursue the ball and he has Don Terry Poe sitting in his lap that's not a good image there but this what's happening he doesn't he's not able to get in those lanes he's not able to pursue the ball because he's fighting off his own guys and it wouldn't matter it it really doesn't matter from 
a linebacker standpoint, if you have LVE or whomever you have, but you have your linebackers taking on linemen and that's going to shorten their careers or at least get them hurt. And I'm knocking on wood because I don't want that because we don't have anything behind him that's better than him. Uh, so mm-hmm. we have to consider that when we start passing that criticism for Jalen Smith, not saying that he hasn't had busted coverage and you can't circle other things where he has definitely missed a tackle. But guys, you have to, when you turn on the Cleveland uh, tape, it's, it's just evident that there's nothing that he can do with guys in his, his own guys in his face. No and that's doubt. not to say there weren't mistakes on on his part. I mean, I think absolutely it, it goes all around. Obviously, the the penalty, the face uh, face mask penalty. I think that that Brutal. was a huge play in the game, changed the momentum around. There's obviously different angles you, you can take to try to make those plays, and 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 you know Jerry talked about you got to trust the scheme, and we talked about that yesterday. You can't overrun plays. You can't uh, get outside of your job, and so that that just kind of goes all around with with the whole defense oh, yeah. right now, and that that's. That's more. That's not talent. That's just making mm-hmm. simple plays and and and, tr- and trusting your assignment. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and and even with Jalen Smith, none of us here are saying that Jalen Smith's playing well. He's had his mistakes, like Rob just said. But whenever we were going into this season, we said the additions to the defensive line were going to take pressure off of Jalen Smith. It was going to be an uphill battle. It was going to be a tall mountain to climb without Leighton Vanderesh next to him. But whenever you have an avalanche, it's easy to look lost. Whenever you're trying to climb a mountain with an avalanche coming at you, talking about those defensive linemen being pushed back, you have to dodge a couple of rocks like and that. boulders back and forth. So uh, overall, yes, the defense has issues. We're going to fix some of those issues with your fan questions coming up on the other side of the break. Fans on the 50, they are fire questions today. Yay. And we're going to hit as many as we can when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. 
Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, second segment, week five, episode two. If you're looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. Heckman and I went and got some sushi marquee the other day uh, after our high school game that we called. Oh, man, Mr. Miyagi, Chuck Norris. Oh, man, it was fantastic across the street. We invited Isaiah. Isaiah said no he, he couldn't come so nah. but that was okay we had a we had a nice little uh bro date over at sushi marquee glad you're with us here on talking cowboys isaiah Stanback, rob phillips heckma harrison i'm kyle yeoman it's time now for some fans on the 50 fans on the 50 Got our great sounder again from Chris Beam, as always. And we've got some fantastic questions already coming in throughout the last couple of hours. I tweeted it out this morning. Continue sending them in, though, on the Periscope stream. I'll definitely uh, I'll read them off of there as well. But let's go ahead and talk about this. And we're going to ask this specifically to Isaiah. And this is from our hey. boy G. He says, please ask Isaiah, Woods, Cheeto, Brown, Lewis all had good rookie seasons. Do they? Do you think that they've progressed as players over the last couple of weeks? And what are the reasons if they haven't? And what's the cutoff to move on if they haven't? Woods, Cheeto, Brown, and Lewis. So all of your secondary players, ultimately. Yeah, they definitely haven't improved. Um... <laughs> you don't think. Antoine, or excuse me, uh, you don't think Xavier Woods has improved? No. Wow. No, no. no. I, only only person I say that has improved has been Diggs, and that's because he's he's seeing mm-hmm. things that he's never seen before, right? So he's becoming more patient. He's gaining that experience now. He's still getting torched sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But you ex, you expect a rookie too, especially with some of the schemes that we're playing. Um, but no, to answer the question directly, no, they, they haven't. They have not improved. Um, not visibly, at least. You know, not not something that it hasn't shown up on film. Mm-hmm. Um, and when do you move on? You have nobody to move on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's true. Um, if there was somebody to move on to, you know, we obviously would. Um, you know, we saw we saw Thompson get pulled. You know, for Wilson. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't see I don't see Xavier Woods getting getting pulled out the game. But yeah, if, if there were other guys to, to put in there, I think they would have been placed in there already. Rob, same question here whenever it comes to the the secondary. Do you think you've seen improvement from some of those guys after they kind of came out hot even as late-round picks? Yeah, that's a tough one to answer because I I was looking forward to seeing, and we'll still see it at some point, Cheeto with with, a new scheme, new secondary coach, Mm -hmm. uh, how he could progress. And Jordan Lewis can make plays for you uh, in small packages, in in short amount of plays, like uh, or, or snaps that he gets, but how does he do with <laughs> the larger volume of plays? That that's that's still got to be answered. Um, I thought Anthony Brown did a better job, like after his first or second year. He, he the penalties were were too high. I think he was one of the top in the league in penalties. He cut that down. Um, you know, and Xavier's a guy they really count on back there, but. Obviously, there you know the big plays back there are contributing in part to the safety position. I can't you can't say that any part has has been productive so far. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because three of the four guys you mentioned are going to be free agents next year. 
So, you know, this could be a completely different looking secondary next year, depending on what, where they go. I think only, only Anthony Brown's got a, a three-year deal. And that was signed over yeah, the... Looking at, looking at... Uh-oh. Go, go for ahead. it. Go for it, Heckma. Yeah, I, I basically, those, those, uh, the four guys that you were, were speaking of, I thought Anthony Brown had a, a really good rookie season, as they, the, the question said. But, you know, kind of regressed last year. I felt like he was playing a lot better before he was injured. For Lewis, man, I, I just feel as though his skill set calls for him to be a slot corner. And he's a liability when you try to play him on the outside. So I think those are the differences between him. I think he's just playing out of position. As far as Woods, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen him take the next step. I know that he's a, a locker room guy. Everyone says great things about him, but it doesn't translate a lot of times uh, to the field. And so, and especially with this first quarter of the season and our secondary giving up so many big plays, it's just kind of hard to say that a guy is, is playing good, you know, having a good season. Yeah, it, it is tough to say. And, uh, man, uh, once again, I think we need both of those guys back whenever it comes to Cheeto and for Anthony Brown. The fact of just having That's that rep and having yeah. that uh, that flexibility whenever it comes to having the depth chart and the guys that are actually at the top of the depth chart available, I think it's going to pay dividends for the secondary pretty much immediately. They're going to come back in. Diggs is getting those reps, like Isaiah just said. He wasn't on the initial list from G, but uh, Diggs is a guy who you have seen some improvement upon, but he, he's had to improve because if not you're 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 getting torched by everyone uh through the first four weeks of the season he finally gets maybe a little bit of a break this week because who's he going to go up against is it golden tate no he's probably going to be suspended but uh there's a couple different players you could look and point to to say they would make an immediate impact coming back i think both those corners would all right this one's from ross waddell he says assuming there is no external free agent sign like we talked about in the last segment what are some internal personnel changes if any do you see being made to improve the defense heck we'll start with you on this one man Internal personnel changes, like, say, playing Neville Gallimore instead mm-hmm. of Tristan Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, though, I mean, that, <laughs> that's what you got to do. You have to give – we just alluded to that. Giving your rookies and guys that you need to get a look at because right now the looks that you're getting uh, from Tristan Hill, although Tristan Hill, again, he's a splash player. You see it, and then there's other times where you turn on the, turn on the tape and he's getting reached. And it's just it's a bad look uh, for him. Don't Terry Poe, I don't as a as a veteran in this league for as long as he's been right now, he hasn't he isn't pleased with his production. And Antoine Woods right now would be his replacement. We have we got to look pretty much at an all hands on deck mentality with getting this front four uh, shored up. Rob. Yeah, that, that's a good one. And, and, you know, Antoine has gotten more snaps the last two or three games. So I wonder if that's going to continue uh, to try to shore up things in there. Um, I, you know, we'll see what happens with, with the safety position next to Xavier. Uh, Mike Nolan wasn't ready to, and Mike McCarthy weren't answer, ready to answer that question about Donovan Wilson or Darian Thompson. I'm still waiting on Brandon Carr. You know, if they're not going to do anything outside the roster – Where's he at? You know, where can we see some more of, of him? Because I think he's gotten like four snaps the last two games, and, and he's been at corner a couple times. But uh, they signed him with the idea that he could help at safety. So I, I wonder, you know, where he is, you know, coming off no training camp and, and uh, whether they could get him involved. The other thing, too, 
I thought Mickey Spagnuolo made a great point in terms of setting the edge in, in the run game. You know, when they're in a 3-4 look, you're asking edge rushers to be, you know, function as strong side linebackers mm-hmm. and are can they can they do that? You know, and so mm-hmm. how you know, how from an alignment standpoint are they going to maybe change things up to try to help in that area? That that was that was something that popped up watching it back that, that I thought was a really good point. So if you were to switch that up, Rob, would it be going back to like a base 4-3 instead of staying with that 3-4 that or that 4-3 under type of look? You might, I mean, you might have to look at it. You know, it just, you know you're a month into the season and you got to look at your personnel and say, are we equipped to do that? Or at least as much as you would like to. And so maybe they're not, you know, maybe, maybe because some of the injuries, hmm. you know, Isaiah spoke to it. And, and after watching this last game, like, I think the question was, who, who are they missing most who's injured? Joe Thomas has come in and done some really good things, but man, they miss Leighton Vanderesh. They oh, really yeah. miss him because I, I think he, he, he compliments Jalen Smith's skills so well. And they yeah. don't, they don't have that linebacking core is really, is really hurting just from a number standpoint right now. And Isaiah, I know last week whenever we asked that question on who we missed the most in terms of who was not available for the Cowboys, you said Leighton Vanderesh, Esch, mm-hmm. but does that kind of translate into maybe some of the switches you would make internally? I think you guys were starting to allude to it. I think you have to, it has to be a scheme thing. I think they, they probably recognize at this point in time that 3-4, we're not equipped properly for a 3-4. At least the guys aren't playing up to that level right now. So I think it's, it's one part is a scheme. Um, and then the second part is, man, just competition. Pure competition, man. Those guys have to figure out a way. I don't know what the practices look like, obviously, um, but they have to find a way to get the competitive juices flowing because right now it looks like guys are just collecting a check. And and and, and to Rob's point, I want to see Reggie Robinson, man. Yeah. Where the heck is Reggie at, man? I want to I want to see I want to <laughs> yeah. see Robinson. I mean, he's competitive in college. Um, I'm sure that they're allowing him to kind of get his feet underneath him. But shoot, at this point, but maybe you don't anybody, throw anybody out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is is yeah. they made the switch because he was drafted in the the fourth round out of Tulsa, and he was a corner. He was a straight corner, yeah. didn't play any safety. They made the switch in training camp, seemingly to move him over to safety, and he was seeing some first, second team reps. So if you're not going to go with Darian Thompson or you're not going to develop Donovan Wilson, why not give some opportunities to uh, a Reggie Robinson? I'll throw another name in here. I want to see Bradley and I, fellas. I, I want to yeah, see what see Bradley and okay. I can do. Yeah. I know he's only I had like, like I, I think he's had maybe six snaps in terms of the, the entirety of the season. He's looked good on a couple of them, even at a pressure. I think his first or second snap of his NFL career, he had a pressure and he was in the backfield immediately. So I like, him. I, I like Bradley like and I on tape and I think he could make an impact. Yes, Heckma. Yeah, I, I wanted to, you know, and Isaiah, I wanted to ask you something, especially, you know, being that you came out of a Belichick system. I, and I, I feel as though when we're talking about what Rob was saying that on the Mickey uh, conversation with linemen actually scheme wise playing out of position. Now, Coaches break down their practices by periods, and so all of it is about teaching the fundamentals. And when you turn on the tape, there are just certain things that you see that are just not showing up that should be taught. And just like inside drills, when you do an inside drill, that's just practicing against the team running the ball against your look. And if you knew going into the Cleveland game, they were going to load up on you with, you know, 12 and all the different personnel packages that they have, and you still gave up 307, what's happening during that inside drill of that period that's not translating to uh, the game i i wish i could watch practice and i wish i could answer that um you know definitively i don't know what their practices look like 
Mm. I could tell you when I was in New England. I could tell you when I was in Seattle. Um, you know, even here in Dallas, man, you know, it was competitive. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, those periods were very competitive. And it was because of the, the culture um, that was established at, at, those, at those places and the players there. They cared enough, right? I mean, when, you, when I was here in Dallas, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you had Tank and Spears and Hatch and Ratliff. And those guys weren't going to just take getting blown off the ball, even though you had Flozell Adams and Colombo and, and Andre Girard. There were bullies on both sides of the ball. And nobody – we talked about that yeah. manhood thing, right? We talked about manhood yesterday, right? Nobody wanted to get their manhood taken, right? On, uh, on and even in practice, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't okay, right? right? So you take that, you know, you take that competitive environment. You play way more snaps in practice than you ever play in a game, right? So if if it's not established in practice, don't expect for it to show up in the game. Yeah, it's got to carry over. And I, I I like the question, Heckman, because especially with a, a Belichick kind of background here, you got to see what practice is yeah. because that's what's important. Are the reps you get in practice for those young guys to develop and to find their way into positions? Maybe that's why we're not seeing a Bradley and I, a Reggie Robinson, a Neville Gallimore, and, and guys like that who we thought could make an impact in 2020. But uh, it, it's something to look forward to and, moving on. And they might be brother-in-law on it. You never know. Right. And, and brother in law is just, hey, okay. in practice, you know, where guys are kind of taking, you know, half speed reps because I'm a vet and I don't, I can't risk getting yeah. hurt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I know where I'm supposed to be. This is my gap yeah. I'm supposed to be in. And then all of a sudden you go into the game and oh, I'm just going to cut it on. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not going to cut it on uh, because that's not that's not your brother-in-law on the other side. Now that's a grown man that really doesn't care much about you. So they, I I don't know if that's what they're doing. I wish I could see it, um, but I get the feeling as if there's they're they're not going as fast as they can in practice. Maybe they're trying to preserve these guys and they don't want them to get injured because they don't have a lot of depth. At this point, fellas, we got to compete, man. We got to compete, and it's not showing up. And just for the fans' perspective, and, and Chris Beam reminded me in the back, it wasn't Tank Lawrence on those teams. It was Tank Johnson, correct? What did I say, Lawrence? I think you said Lawrence. Mm-hmm. No, I said like, yeah, yeah, Tank. Tank, Tank my fault. No disrespect. Oh, you just Tank. said Tank. You just said Tank. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tank Johnson, ninety-nine, the, the dog. Right? That's my guy. He, he was mean. Different he was kind nasty. of Tank. And, yeah. and, uh, most, I guess, can't, different mindset. Fans, most Cowboys fans would probably realize that Tank Lawrence has been here for the, the yeah, my fault. entirety of his career. No. It's not on you. It's not on you. We're just Similar, making sure to stay clear uh, throughout the, the talking Cowboys. Okay, so fans on the 50, there's a lot of questions we didn't get to. We're going to get to them on Twitter and try and answer as many as we can because we, we just ran out of time kind of talking about these, these first couple ones. But keep sending them in. We'll answer them on Twitter. We'll get those things answered for you throughout the, the rest of the day. But when we come back, we've got first quarter grades. We're going to do this throughout the rest of the week. But what are your grades for the offense? We'll give that to you. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to talking Cowboys. A couple more minutes left here of the Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us. Heck, Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play as always. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lenses for you. See more, do more, Essilor. Of course, that's the. Uh, that's Isaiah's favorite read as he dances here in the studio for those who are listening to the podcast, not watching. But We can't see it today. I know. No. Yeah, even even the the two virtual members of our crew today can't see Isaiah just dancing on the side. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a bit of a travesty. I'm everywhere and nowhere. Everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Okay, so starting this week, and we'll do this at the end of every quarter of the season. Of course, coaches, media front office members, they always want to look at the NFL season in quarters. And, of course, the Cowboys' first quarter, a 1-3-1, and three one, and it, it very easily could have been 1-3-1. or three and one. It very easily could have been 0-4. Oh There's different ways where it could have gone, but it ended up 1-3. and three. But we're going to give individual grades to each of these units whenever it comes to uh, the Cowboys. And we're going to start on the offensive side of the football, and we'll start with the passing game. And these are grades A through F. You can give a plus you can give a minus. It's it, anything goes here. But Rob, we'll start with you on this one. Passing game is where we'll start. A through F. What's your first quarter grade? I got to give it an A. I have to. Uh, Dax on pace for like sixty-seven hundred yards or something just absurd. Um, I think the record is. 5,700 maybe something by, by Peyton Manning in 2013 when he put 51 on the Cowboys in, in that duel with Romo. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it's, it's ridiculous just based off stats. That being said, it's not leading to wins, and it's not the way they want to play <laughs> offensively, but, but you see the capability that they have in the passing game, so I, I have to give it an A. Okay. Rob? All right. Excuse me, Heckma? Uh, I'm going to go A. I got to go A, and I believe that these three, well, C.D. Lamb is as advertised. I know with the secondary problems, you've even started to hear the rumblings of people saying, well, oh, we should have got a safety. No, uh uh-uh. We should have got C.D. Lamb at 17. Uh, And he is, he's proving it, man. He's wearing those two eights with pride, and he's putting in work. I think there are some things that you can look back to as far as the Seattle game on some routes that our receivers just kind of alligator-armed or didn't run the route completely and caused a turnover maybe. Uh, It's just those little things that maybe get you the A minus, but when Dak is on pace to throw for 67, 6,700 yards, it's really hard to say anything less than an A for the passing game. 
Well, I'm going to say something else that beside mm. from an A, Hecma. Mm. All right, I'm coming in there and I'm saying a B. Not even a B plus. Not even a B plus. It was almost I, a B minus. I knew it. It was almost a B minus. That's what you got, Rob. <laughs> this guy, man. What were you going to say? That's why I couched it and I said it because it's not leading. Well, because I couched it, I said it's not leading to wins because I knew Isaiah was going to say, yeah. "Look, that's, <laughs> it's, that's it's, great. It's these num- these numbers are these are empty calories." But yeah, Rob, man. Rob, you know what he's doing to us. He's he's cattle he's cattle prodding us, man. No, that's yeah, all man. He's doing to us. Understand this. He's trying to put the heck, but bear. Understand this. I might have played a lot of positions. Yeah, he is. I know it. One of one of the positions was quarterback. Right, yeah. and I happen to play quarterback for the New England Patriots for a little while. Right, so my standards for for quarterback play and precision and and, and game management is is rather high. Um, and Dak has not been the most accurate passer this year, and he has gotten lucky on a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch these first four games, there's probably at least nine to ten balls that should have been intercepted. I'm talking about straight through guys' hands, straight not even tip balls. No, no, no. These are balls straight to, through guys' hands. Linebackers, safeties, corners, Trey Flowers sitting on the no. floor, right? Ball hitting them in the chest. So they've gotten really lucky, really lucky through this first quarter of the season. And yes, he has amazing stats, but a lot of those stats can win. When you're up, when you're when you're when you're coming from behind, like I've been mentioning it, you're coming from behind, and, t- and the secondaries are playing soft. You're not seeing the team's best, so I'm gonna give it a B because it's not happening when it matters. I agree with you, and, and there have been multiple occasions where it could have easily ended up in a turnover. I mean, even though Amari touchdown pass in the first quarter of Sunday's game could have yeah. inter- ended up in an interception oh, or a knockdown pass, and it would have been it. turnover on downs. And that's the one thing that Isaiah will not let anybody <laughs> hang their hat on. Anything that starts with if, right? He has a saying for an if. Very true. And that's what he basically just Very. did himself. Ha- he just absolutely. said, if absolutely. Dak absolutely. Prescott, if the, if the ball, if the, I mean, come on, man. No, it was a completion. <laughs> you have to go with what, 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 what happened in the game. We can't say that was almost. He got the yardage. He did, he doesn't have absolutely. a turnover. Hey, so, hey, hey, come I'm not on taking, now. I'm not taking. Get, so you got to grade him at least a B plus. Nope, B it's a B. Plus. It was almost a B it's minus. A B plus, a it minus. was, it was it's, almost a B minus. Heck, I all I'm saying is upgrade. I'm not taking anything away <laughs> from what he's done. But the same way that you say him and Baker Mayfield had very similar stats in terms of touchdown turnover ratio coming into the game. Actually, Dak had more turnovers, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So the same way that we say, hey, we'll force Baker Mayfield to throw the ball because guess what? He's going to give you a few opportunities, right? How we how can we look at it any differently you, when we good. look at Dak? You're real good. When you I say, when you you say good. Dak, he's going to, hey, good, if I'm a coach, dog, he's going to give you some opportunities. You're good. <laughs> he might bring the, the fire whenever it comes to some of these hot takes, but he backs it up with a bit of gas, too, and he comes mm. in there hot whenever you need it. I would give an A- minus based off of the turnovers and the lack of winning, but I, I, I think Dak still is cooking. I think he's yeah. a guy who can, he can he can lead you to the promised land. I've said that Fire. forever. He's still really good at, as a quarterback, mm. and I think this wide receiving core is just the real deal. All right, we only have time for one more, so we'll get into the trenches tomorrow. Running game, Heckma, what do you got in terms of your running game grade so far? Right now, you know, what we're going to get into tomorrow in the running game kind of intertwined, uh, but we're going to have to get a running game a C at this point because the our running game has been because of leads and things like that. We just hadn't had much of it and we haven't been able to set the pace in games and, you know, take the air out of the ball by just pounding guys and, and running ruling time of possession and I'm and especially last game man it didn't look as though 
Ezekiel Elliott could get into any kind of rhythm. And it's the turnovers that's starting to worry me. You know, Zeke coming out of college was never a guy that we thought was going to be a turnover machine. But now going into the 2020 season, man, he's put a couple of balls on the on the ground mm -hmm. and it's not starting to look good. And as for defensive guys, I'm sure that's one of their Achilles heel. And one of the things that they hate the most is a running back that fumbles. So what was your grade again? I didn't hear the letter grade. It's a C. It was a, a C. C minus. Okay. C minus. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob, what you got? Um, I'll probably go like a C plus. I mean, I, I think it's been, it's almost like an incomplete sample in a way because of what Heckman mm -hmm. just said. They they haven't we haven't really seen it. You know, it, it's not the way they want it to be. I think he's only got seventy two carries, uh, and aside from putting the ball on the ground, I think he looks like he's 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 running well. He looks he looks great, uh, but. You know, can they establish the line of scrimmage to help achieve that balance? I don't think we've yet to see that consistently because of the time and score and all that. Uh, but I mean, he's under—he's on pace to have under 300 carries for the first time in his career. So mm -hmm. uh, it's just been a weird start. So I don't think you can give it—you know—a a B or above at this point. Okay, Isaiah. Before you go, I know you're about to go off here because I know you're upset with the running game. I'm going to give mine, and I'm going to say a D plus. And the the reason why is because, one, Tony Pollard has been nothing but uh, just kind of a couple carries here and there. He hasn't had that same kind of explosiveness that we've seen. I agree with Rob in the fact that it's been a simple or a, a very small sample size, but overall I want Tony Pollard to see a little bit more. And then when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, you can't average a fumble per game. I mean, if you had 16 fumbles on a season – that's you're not just talking about one of the the worst seasons in his career, but one of the uh, more no, lackluster right. seasons. He'll, he owns it too. Exactly, and, and he said that in his post game press conference, and I'm sure he'll say it uh, throughout the week. Is he's got to hold on to the football, and he will. I have faith that he'll turn it around. But in terms of the first quarter of the season, you can't average a fumble a game. You have, like you said, the lack of carries, but still, even uh, yards per play has not been as high as we've seen for Ezekiel Elliott as well. So I'm going to give him a D plus. Us with room for improvement, much room for improvement, but it just hasn't been there yet. Kyle, I appreciate you for keeping it this pound through the, the plexiglass. Through plexiglass. There we go. Listen up here. You guys gave a passing grade, a passing. Y'all passed the Cowboys. Yeah, y'all just pushed them up to the next C level. Minus. If they were in, if they were in eleventh grade right now, you guys are pushing them over to, all the way to twelfth grade. Right now, that's what y'all are doing right now. Oh, come on. You've gotten one of those coaches. You got one of those coaches it, great Heckma. before. Your coach is here to you. His gave you a C minus. We are you got here one of those to keep it real, C's Heck. The people degrees. rely on us to keep it 100 with them. Regardless if it's popular or not, these dudes are a D. And I'm going to go with, I'll just say D. I'm not even going to say plus or minus. Okay. I'm just going to say a D. It's, it's doggone 65%. They standing right in the middle. All right? And listen up. This is why. These I think guys, a D's passing. Is it passing? Heck no, it ain't passing. Yeah, yeah. You can't even pass college with a, with a, with a C. <laughs> I mean, listen up. These dudes have abandoned, <laughs> they have abandoned the run in half of their games this year. They've had to abandon their run in over half of their games. Ezekiel Elliott, what, in the Seattle game, how many rushing yards? Uh, 34? 34, yeah. 34 yards off 12 what? 12 carries. 12 carries? Yeah. This game he had what? Or 14 carries. He had 54 yards on what, 14 carries? Yeah. Okay. And you guys are giving that a C? Come on, fellas. That's, that's, not, even, that's not even a real thing. Cowboys are known for running the ball. 
So what? We have amazing receivers. So what? We have a quarterback who's throwing it all over the field in the second half, right? But these dudes are are known for running the ball. This offensive line, even with the, the depth issues, is still above average offensive line. So how is it that they can't establish a running game? This is not a C running game right now. It should be, and hopefully it will be once all these guys get back on the offensive line. But right now they they had they don't get a passing grade. They got they got to redo the class. <laughs> Got to redo it. Now, yeah, it was cool. it 86, 86 the first game, uh-huh. 86 the first game, or like 85 the second game, it's all purpose, something like 113. No, no. So we, what Kyle asked was the first quarter of the season, and we had to take into consideration the first two games. Isaiah, come on now. Well, come on. I, see, I, see, I, see, I see your point because, like, they're, they're out of whack balance-wise by their own doing because of the turnover. So I, I get that. So maybe I'll drop it to a C, but I'm not going to give it a D. We just haven't seen it enough. I think they have the capability to do it, but they haven't, it, it hasn't been established at all. So I, you know, it's not like they've been unable to run the ball. They just, huh? the time and score by their own doing hasn't allowed it. Kyle, I'm pretty sure these guys got nice honey crisp apples on their desk the first day of class because this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, we, we can definitely see where who was the man, teacher here, in, in school. Yeah, no, there you go. Uh, that's going to do it for talking about That's, that's a way it. to end it. Right we're going to end it on that note. For Harrison, <laughs> for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback, special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow at 930 on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!